Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. Hey, I'm good. We got a lot to get into today with the trade deadline approaching. Uh, another interesting week with the beloved Bulls, and yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. So I'm just ready to dive in. Man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I had fallen. It's, it's funny. You know, I was, I was. I had forgotten that they played uh, against Charlotte mm. the, the the game before. I, I didn't remember that there was a game, and I fell asleep. This is my sleeping pattern that really messed up. Yeah, and I'm trying to, and I'm going through some stuff. Like I'm trying to get that uh, sleep study done and everything. Oh yeah. But I fell asleep, and then I woke up. I think around like nine thirty ish or whatever, and then I saw they won. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But like my reaction after that winning wasn't like, yes, they won. I first thing I checked to see how Pat played because like he's like the only person I care probably a lot yes. the most right yeah. now. It's like, oh, okay, how did Pat do? And then I wanted to see, okay, let me see if I can go back and watch some of the game to see how his defense was. But yeah, that was kind of like that was kind of like my like original reaction because I was just they were just coming off of those. Yeah, it's, those stupid losses that look. That it's, just it's a relief. You off. It's a relief when uh, they win some of these games now. Like you know, we were talking. Before, I know, right? Yeah, like, like we were talking before we recorded. Like you know, they lost to Charlotte a week ago, but then they followed that up by like killing Orlando that Saturday. Then they get the get back on Charlotte this week. So like those games are relief. It's not like you know you're right. pumping your fist in the air. It's like you just it's just relief. It's nothing crazy. Right, I and mean, it's good that they were able to, you know, take care of the the, of the Hornets. But I think they didn't they uh, they almost uh, let up. A, no, that was against Orlando. They almost let up that lead, and but then they finished them off yeah. in, in the late. But and we, yeah, you know, getting, getting these wins are nice. At least you know, with these against these teams that are technically under five hundred, and the and the Blazers as well aren't haven't really been a team that's good necessarily this mm-hmm. season. I mean, they had like that hot start, yeah. uh, but they've been they've been like essentially the, they they did what the Bulls did last season. Like they started out really hot, and then since like I don't know maybe December or like uh, January, I would say maybe I don't know. They've just been like on a free fall too, and they're kind of rising a little bit, but they're in that playing area as well. And I mean, we need them to get in the playoffs so we can get that damn draft pick. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it. you know, it's it's and, nice at least you can get these two wins, and now that you got a couple of tough, uh, 
you got a couple of tough games coming up against opponents, which, I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose we should be feeling better about that just because they, they play well against tough opponents. Yeah. Uh, but like you say, you know, we have a lot to talk about here. Um, and no better to do that than two of our favorite guys. Uh, we, we've made this a kind of a tradition in a sense because I think it was a what? Uh, when when AK AK and Mark Eversley first uh, signed up with us. Yeah. Uh, during that season, that trade deadline season, um, we we decided to do have have these guys on, and we we did, we talked about trades and. At that moment, we all predicted what was going to happen at the trade deadline, and yeah, found out that the trade went yeah. down and all that stuff. Uh, so we kind of made this a tradition that before the trade deadline, let's have them back on, and we can have have a chat. Uh, and obviously, these guys are like family to us, so uh, let's bring them on now. We got Dave Watson uh, and C Dog, uh, both do ball sports, and Dave obviously does uh, covers the Bulls with CHGO. Uh, fellas, how's it going? How are your How's your Sundays? It's going well, man. Yeah, Sunday is good. I know people right now are like, "Who the hell is Dave watching?" I'm big. I, 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 I went, I went full That's cover. Am, guys. Hi. Hi. Full yeah, you put my whole business. You know what I mean? Like all that government <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, the spot, you, know what man. Mean? you know what I'm saying? You know, luck, luckily that's not the name I go by for my government name, so it's okay. I get away with that. I get yeah. away with that. That's completely fine. Yeah. But yes, man, it's good. It's good to see y'all, brothers. Though, man, yeah, for real. No, this is this has become one of our our favorite episodes that we look forward to during the season. It's always a blast. We like Salim said, we got we got one of the trades right one of these times. Let's see if let's see if something happens this year. Nothing happened last year, but I, I don't know what's in the cars this year. It, they could really go mm. either way, so it's a little trickier this time. So mm, mm, it's true. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's it, they're in a weird place. It's been a weird season uh for them. Um it feels like they're figuring stuff out now. I believe that what six and five in the last eleven. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, but it feels like, yeah, they're they're figuring a couple of things out as far as how they should play. Basically things that I'm sure, you know, you and Ed and, and we've been screaming <laughs> pretty much the entire yeah. season. Like simple shit. They're starting to say, oh, you know, wow, maybe we should give Booch the ball. And, you know, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we, uh, we should uh, allow more, you know, rhythm and facilitating within the offense and things like that. So, yeah, yeah it's just simple stuff I'm watching them do. And it seems to be helping a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. and this was kind I of a, it, I think this was like a fairly yeah. normal week for like one of those kind of normal week. Like, I mean, you, you lose to the Clippers and I'm like, okay, like that's not anything bad. You beat the Blazers and I'm like, okay. And you beat the Hornets. I'm like, yeah, like you should do those things. So like probably one of the more normal weeks of the season in terms <laughs> of like what they've been doing. And I can get with that. We, we've had, yeah. we've had crazier weeks. Man, you ain't told no lies, sir. That's absolutely true. Man. Yeah, we know what's what's refreshing is that I think they said slowly but surely, at the pace of a snail, they are kind of playing the way they should play. I don't know why it's taking this long. (laughs) I don't know why they're inconsistent, but it's trending in the right direction, I think. It's trending in the right direction. And we have a whole half of the season season to go. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see though because they've hovered around these like and that two, three games under five hundred for a while now. It's like they 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 creep up and then then they take two bad losses and then they come back and beat, get a couple of two, three games 
Oh, and then we think, oh, they're going to get to 500. And no, they're going to all of a sudden they lose a couple of games. And it's like, man, what the hell? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, like I said, we have, there's a lot to talk about. And before we get into all the trade talks and the rumors that have been, that have been like flying around, uh, let's talk about first the Lonzo update. Um, Dave, I know, obviously, I, I watch you on, on CSU, uh, and when you and Matt and Thank you. And, and Mario talked about, obviously, whenever there's new Lonzo news. I'm in, the, I'm in the mind, I've been in the mindset that Lonzo Ball was not going to play this season. Mm-hmm. That's been my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, with this new update, again, obviously, you know, you have LeVar, I mean, LeVar, like, he's LeVar. He's not going to ever, ever say that Lonzo's anything negative about Lonzo. He's just not going to. That's his son. He's not going to hurt his son uh, in any way possible, right? In, in that manner. Like, I mean, you can you can argue if what is good for uh, for LaMelo and Lonzo. Sometimes if, if LeVar doesn't say things, but, you know, uh, but like in general, he's not going to say, "Oh yeah, my son's knee is messed up," right? <laughs> like he's not going to say that. So you take everything what Lavar says with a grain of salt. And granted, he's saying, you know, I expect Lonzo back fully uh, and healthy and whatever. And that, to me, it's like, man, I I don't know if I don't know if when Lonzo's ever going to come back. Like I'm I'm also at the mindset that we may not see him starting next season. Like he's still not running. Like he can't cut. Like it's been over a year, and he still can't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What are your mindset on Lonzo as far as like this season and and what happens going forward? Like, are you concerned? Like, hey man, what mm-hmm. the what's going to happen with Lonzo? Yeah. Um. Before the season started, my my whole thing was get to the All Star break, and then I can make a decision on how I feel about him. Um, and before I think the all-star break, he released that little video of him, you know, doing a couple things and that didn't help my <laughs> feeling at all. Cause when, <laughs> when I watched him run on the treadmill, you could see that he wasn't comfortable. You know what I mean? Like you can see him favoring, you know what I'm saying? That side uh, of his knee, like it, it's still bothering him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned about just him now. Like I just want him to be okay. Right. And be able to do stuff like I'm not even really thinking basketball on him. Um, I just want him to be all right because it doesn't look right. Uh, when his father, I think, was on what Stacey King's uh, "Give Me right. the Hot Sauce" mm-hmm. podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said uh, they found what some debris in the nerve, and that might be, and that's the issue there, and that sounds incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's I mean, seriously, just sound, and I don't know how you go in and remove that from a nerve like i that's that's new that's above my pay grade <laughs> you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. I, I don't know how you do that stuff um so when i hear that i just got worried about him and like man dude i just hope you're able to do what you know you love and you know i just hope you're able to play again so i don't now that we're at the all-star break i don't think he'll be back this season um and i think you're right Celine. like it's wait and see after that for me Cause I wouldn't be surprised, like you just said, if he didn't come back at the beginning of the uh, regular season, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, the Bulls are still holding out hope that he'll be back and are still in that mindset of he he'll return and be okay. And I'm okay with them thinking that way, and they kind of have to think that way. Also, I mean, they have no choice in, about yeah. long term mm-hmm. at least, and 
Correct. I think, correct. Yeah, yeah, and I think this season it's more about them ownership probably not letting them apply for like that, you know, that um, yeah exception that you can get because if they spend yeah, money, it'll put them mm-hmm. over the luxury tax and. Yeah, we're just not allowing any movement. That, <laughs> exactly. That, exactly. Know, Jerry, Jerry so likes says his nickels are dying. So he likes them. He, he enjoys them very, very much. <laughs> what do you say? Throws around nickels like they're manhole covers, as, yeah. as a person would say. Um, but yeah, man, like that's really handcuffing what what they can really do as far as getting in some help uh, for this team because it's so it's so glaring not having him on the floor what they're missing. Everything we say that they're missing, I could literally point it right back to Lonzo mm-hmm. and say, that's, yep, that's him. Like, that's what he does. That's what he did. So that, that's why I never agreed with the poorly constructed argument because I was like, no, it's constructed exactly correctly. And you, what you're seeing is when, when pieces of that construction are missing, your building can't stand pretty much. And when the biggest piece of it, which pretty much is your foundation, is gone, your building is going to crumble. You know, or it's going to take some hits. That's, that's the issue. So it was constructed, right? But it wasn't constructed on it was constructed on sand. I think is the best way to say it because yeah. his knee, you know, what I'm saying, just couldn't you know take the weight of it. So with yeah, with all that said, though, yeah, I don't think he'll be back this year. If he does, I mean, it'd be a miracle. And then he still has to play himself in the game shape. Then he still has to start running. You know what I mean? He's, like you said, he's not even running. He's not cutting. He's not doing any of those things. So yeah, and they said. Yeah, and they also said that they still can't figure out why there's pain. Exactly. They, yeah, that's tough. How, bro. Like, how are you not like he? That's the thing with me. That's why I worry about is he ever going to yeah. play? Because like you can't figure out that you, where the pain is coming from. Why there's pain? They've cut right. this man open two times. They can't <laughs> right. figure out that why there's right. pain. Like, exactly. That's, that's the thing I feel bad about for Lonzo. Like the man's have to be cut open twice. And and they can't still like I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) we don't know what's going on, man. We don't know what's going on with your knees. Like drink some rubber testing. We don't know. Yeah, let that tussin get in there. Like that tussin get in there, right? Some of that (laughs) (laughs) tussin. But yeah, I'm just like I'm just at a point where it's like with Lonzo, it just it it just it just comes to a point like it sucks. Like it's such he's such a fun player to watch. Uh, you made the Bulls team so much fun, especially with him and AC on the court together, just absolutely destroying other teams' offenses, game, offensive game plans. Obviously, like you said, the things the Bulls want to do, get out on the break, obviously volume, three-point shooting, um, all that, yeah. Uh, C-Dub, what, what are your thoughts on the Lonzo situation? Yeah, you know, at the start of the season, I was optimistic that he would play like one of those things where like, the goal was to get him to get in an NBA game this season. So I was like, maybe he could play like 10 games or five games. So he goes into the summer saying that he accomplished a goal, right? But that doesn't seem to be the case now. It's like he can't even, I don't, you know, so, man, you definitely see him missing, like Dave said, he's definitely the missing piece um, for this team to be a very good team. Right now they're an average good team. With him, they're very good. And you definitely see him missing. And you just can't expect him to come in, especially with just too much time missing to come in right away and not have to, not, not, not need that time to go and get himself right mentally. I think Dave brought up a good point as far as mentally being in the game because he has to be on that bench sad and depressed. He can't do the thing he loves to do the most in his life, which is play basketball. His brother's playing basketball, his other brother's playing basketball, his teammate, and he's sitting there helpless. 
Yeah, I, I know mentally it has to be a strain on him, man. It has to be. So not only does he have to get over the physical hurdle, he has to get over the mental hurdle. And then he has to get back in shape because, you know, I don't care how good an athlete you are. You missed like two years of playing basketball. And not just playing basketball, playing semi-contact basketball or just playing like I'm kind of serious basketball. He hasn't done that. So, so it's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be some time before he looks right on the court and we can get on the court. But I think you're right. It is kind of crazy, man, about just this injury taking so long to heal and not maybe not identify sort of the, the key issue with the pain. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just, it's just sad. And, and at today's point, at this point, as a person, you just have to kind of feel for him because he's on the bench looking so sad because mm-hmm. he just can't contribute to his team to win. He can't do the thing he loves. He can't even practice it, really, outside of the NBA game. He just has to sit at home and, and do little things. So, yeah, it's sad, unfortunately. I, you know, I guess the, the main question is, like, if the, if the, are the Bulls, when would the Bulls kind of, like, show their hand as far as thinking, like, he no longer can be the Lonzo Ball or we can't wait for him to get better any longer? That's what I'm kind of interested in. You know, apparently they still have faith that he'll come back at some point and be able to heal and work out and be part of the team. Um, but at some point, the front office has to make a move, right? You can't wait on a guy for two years? I mean, don't you have to do something to address yeah. what's missing, what he's not giving? And that's a bind they may be in. And the time is t- the clock is ticking on that on that uh, thought process. Yeah. I think C-Dub is on point here. Like, he, he made, like, what Dave was saying, Lonzo makes all of his work when they – when they had that offseason and you added Lonzo on top of everything, it was logical. It made everything work. He's a point guard who can distribute, can shoot, defensively, point of attack, versatile. It, it makes everything work in this lineup. And without him, you see like such a really big hole. So it, it, it gets to the point of like, all right, it, does he determine the direction of this team? This team is kind of hovering around like mediocrity for this season. It's pretty clear he's not coming back this year. And to Salim's point, maybe he does not come back at the beginning of next year either. So what is the direction of this team knowing that Lonzo Ball is going to continue to miss a significant amount of time? And that's a really hard question to answer. Like, it's almost it's almost a parallel to what this team was going through when D. Rose was missing so much time. Like, you had a really good Mm. team, but Rose put it over the top. And with him missing so many games, it was like, okay, well, what do we do? Like, how long do we keep waiting? How long do we keep waiting for him to get back to form? Like, it's kind of a, a lower scale version of that. And it's a really tricky situation for this front office because I think with Lonzo Ball, you have a, I think you arguably have a clear playoff team in the Eastern Conference. But mm-hmm. right now, I, I just don't know how you adjust to it. Mm. No, for sure. That that, that that's all gonna be, you know, it's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that's all we can really say. It's a frustrating thing, it's a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, we only got what like like I think I mentioned it, but like twenty or thirty games of yeah and of watching this team watching the full vision of what um AK had, AK and Mark Jefferson had for for what they thought this team could yeah. be. And, and um, you also you also wonder when they're just going to just flat out say Hey, he's not coming back this year. Like, let's just get this story out of the media. Let's get it out the news. Like, I think there would be less pressure on all of us if they just went ahead and just said, look, he's not coming back. If there is something 
that is there, if there is a development that is worth sharing that changes that, then we can come out and say it. But instead of just having this like, like drag throughout the season and potentially even into next season, like this has been what, like a, a year and a half or something like that. Just say he's not playing this year. Like it doesn't say yeah, anything. I, to just say that. <laughs> I have no clue what the reasoning is because, like, I, the only thing I thought, like I said, is because of that they don't want to apply for any exception. Because if they mm. if they say he's not playing this season, then that kind of puts pressure on them saying, okay, well now you can go apply for yeah. that injured player or disabled player exception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's not going to happen because you're not going to be allowed to spend that money anyway. Mm. Right. So maybe it's kind of like saving face, <laughs> like you know, like uh, mm. maybe that's the reason behind them not uh, <laughs> wanting to do it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's just never. It's never easy with this team, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's always, never straightforward, yeah. man. You, you gotta count those coins all the time with this team. Like you know, like how many coins do we have? Like oh man, we're. Yeah, we're it, we're, it, we're a we're a we're a penny short here, man. We just yeah, <laughs> like, look, man. It's always it's always crazy. It's like, man, this guy's probably not going to play this season. Yeah, you're right. We should just rule him out. Eh. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. You need to chill out. Hold on. <laughs> Let's talk about this. <laughs> uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep secrets on extending our coaches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't figured that one out. Like, <laughs> it, it was a bad decision to extend him, and then mm-hmm. it was just perplexing more so that they kept it a secret. It's oh, like, wow. so why, why was about to extend him? Yeah, well, like it's like well, that, that's like the thing is like did they know that this was a bad thing to do, and then they like like you know we don't want to tell anyone <laughs> like it's like as soon as they decided to extend Billy and they signed it's like signed it, it's like crap we shouldn't have done this and then they don't care we won't tell anyone <laughs> it's, like, it, it, it's so weird like and I you know, the thing too is like I don't even I'm not even a big anti-Billy guy I do I have been critical of him on, on, on certain aspects especially on the offensive side where uh, there's not a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see it, and, and then I, I I resort to people that know the X's and O's of the game uh, more than I do, and that's someone like I, I like I said, my guy Lero, Golden Coach Lero. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. on the mm-hmm. on the pot a lot, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. He he's talked about how there's things that you know the Bulls can do offensively, even with the limitations they have, uh, mm-hmm. to get easier looks with Demar and Zach. Um, uh, Joe Joe Holbert, um, who also writes for Switch Theory, which uh, Chris Amundsen and Larry Golden, uh, Larry Golden started, he's another big X's No guy, and, and he's pointed out stuff that you know the Bulls can do offensively that is, you know, kind of not like the Bulls offense is stagnant a lot, and the things that they can like actions that they can run to get easier looks and things like that. So that's that's not without merit. That criticism isn't without merit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and, and and like I said, you know, it, while I while I have criticized him, I do think he's a he's an okay coach. But there's no reason to extend a coach when there hasn't really been a lot of success. Like we made the playoffs and then we lost in five. Mm-hmm. I could understand if they had even. I'm not even saying okay. Let, let's say not beating the Bucks in the in the in the first round, but if they had fought, made that a seven game series somehow, 
then I can see, oh, okay, well, you know, let's let's extend it because maybe we see the vision. Uh, he's done a really good job there, and we see the vision there. But like for me, like you probably want to see a coach get a first round win in a playoff series, and then you can say, okay, well, good job, coach. Now we're gonna extend you. But mm. yeah, the the whole extension made little sense at the time, and now it's looking worse and worse as we're as as the season's going on, and as we're continuing to you know, figure out what this team is. See, I don't, I, I didn't mind that they wanted to make Billy their guy. Cause he's like, he's an accomplished coach. Like everywhere he's like gone, like he's, he's been able to adjust. Like we talked about it when he was hired, the fact that he had all of these different teams in Oklahoma city and still kept those teams winning despite the turnover, I, I think was pretty crazy. Like what he did with that Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder uh, team, everyone thought that team was going to be one of the worst in the league and they were a playoff team. So it's like right. the, the guy can coach. And I, I didn't mind that they wanted to make him their long-term guy. Like, okay, if that's your guy, then stick by it. I just don't get why they would go out of their way to hide a contract for yes. for months and then just let it leak on a random Tuesday when Team USA right. is playing in the World Cup. Exactly. I just don't get it. Like it, it, it's, I, it's just made it, it's just one of those weird bulls things where you're just like, man, we could just announce this contract right now. And it's like, no, we should just hide it. Good good idea. It it, it just yeah. doesn't I, I don't know why they would go out of their way to do that. That's the that's the point right there. That's exactly how yeah. I feel. Ed. Like, if that's your guy, fine. That's your guy. Mm. Um, I don't understand the. Ex- <clears throat> I didn't understand the extension because he had what like a couple years already left mm. uh, on right. his deal. So right. that's that's why I didn't understand it. But I'm like, mm. well, if that's your guy, fine. They they came in kind of as a arm in arm. You know what I'm saying? Eversley, AK, and Billy. That's yeah. kind of how they walked in here, and that was kind of what Billy was. How they got him to come out of retirement to coach. He said. Where you're going to be involved in everything, you know. He told him every every step, every aspect. Mm. He has to say so in. That's kind of what the aspect is. So that's a trio. I get it. Fine. That's your guy. Mm. Cool. You know what I mean? We can agree and disagree all day long on it. You know what I mean? Because that's what we do. But what I cannot understand was <laughs> it being done in in an alley. <laughs> at 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? You know what, I mean? you know what I mean? Like, you know, trench coats and, you know, and hats and secret languages. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that a wild, that's that's a wild visual. Around, you know? That's a wild visual, Dave. That's a, I'm just picturing like AK with like a paper, like looking around, yeah, right. and getting the pen out real quick. Yeah. Sliding the pen over to him on the ground. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because they don't want to be seen together. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. But, but man, that's what was weird. And that's felt like old regime shit. And that's really what I didn't like. Is because that was one of the things I liked so much about AK and Mark Eversley. It was, they were so upfront. Mm -hmm. And they told you what they wanted to do. And they told you everything they were going to do. And Mm -hmm. went out and tried to do it. They were very open about those things. About what they said. But this being done like it was just felt like I had seen this movie before and that's why I didn't like it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't like it. It was done in the cover of, of night. And then like you said, just released, you know what I'm saying? Like it was some big deal. Like nobody really cared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just the way they made, they did it made people be like, what, why did you even do that? Like, why did you go around instead of straight? You know, like it didn't yeah. make any sense. So yeah, think, yeah that, that was my thing. 
And I think even the people that cared like that, that was a bad idea to extend mm-hmm. them were probably more upset that it was a secret. <laughs> like, why? That, yeah. Like, yeah. They, went the, it, uh, they went the Drake and Pusha T route. They're like, you are hiding a contract. <laughs> 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 wow, I, th- I think about that line monthly. <laughs> I really do. I really do. And it crosses my mind monthly. Like, damn, that's cold. <laughs> like, the way he said it, you are hiding a child. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I do. I do understand why they extended him. They on uh, They I like Dave. I think Dave reminded us that they did come in kind of arm in arm. But also, you know, the front office have said <laughs> this is the team they want to grow together. So, like it or not, that's who's the coach, and so they want this team to be together for a while through all the troubles, the ups and downs. So when they do get better, we can all look back and laugh at this season. Yeah, five years from now when they win the championship, that's it. What they want to do. The part about hiding a contract, that's right. That's just crazy. I don't get it. And we could, we could also kind of, it's kind of weird. Like their relationship with the fans is kind of weird. You don't really hear from them. I'm not sure I thought I would hear from them. And the fact that that's kind of, that's pretty disrespectful, right? (laughs) To like not talk to your fans about the coach of the, of the team. Like that's kind of like, are you ignoring the fans and what we thinking here? I mean, we gotta, you know, we deserve some respect. Right, we watch the games. Get mm-hmm. coach of the Bulls team that we're fans of. Why hide it from us, the fans? I, that's that's weird. Yeah, so the communication with the fans, it's kind of that's like that's kind of like a first strike. Like, okay, what's going on here? Like, why did, are you guys just you know glad handing the fans or whatever? Are you just are you being insincere about how much you think you know uh, how much you think we should be involved and, and get uh, are important <laughs> to the team and like guys of Bulls? Or is it lip service? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Very, very weird. It's it's it seems like a top down thing because this is like like Dave said, this is old regime stuff. So the fact that it's happening in the new regime seems like more of an organizational type of approach to all of this, and it just kind of lends it, it it lends more credibility to you know when a fish rots, it's from the head down. You know so. Yeah, look at the bars. Oh Just, <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> hey, l- hey, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk. About it. <laughs> We're getting into it today, man. We're getting into it today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, with all that said, you know, we, we talked about all those things. You know, the, the play on the court is what's really the most important part. And I mean, since December, we've seen spots of brightness and, and like good and you think like oh not since December even since like the I would say the Minnesota game in particular in December. We've seen uh spots of like really promising stuff and um I think you know last time Ed and I recorded uh we had Jackson Frank on uh who covers the NBA as a whole for like Dime Up Rocks. I think he had some stuff NBA.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like he was, we were like happy and we were, like things were going in a positive direction. And it was funny uh, that day we were, we were recording, it was against that Pacers. And I looked yeah. at it, while we were recording, I looked at the, like, the score, like, oh shit, <laughs> they're up 20. Man, they're taking care of business. I'm so happy. And then after we're done recording, I'm watching. It's like, uh, okay, what's going on here, fellas? Come on, <laughs> don't do this, don't do this. And then we're getting, and then we're getting like 
sliced and diced by T.J. McConnell. Like, no disrespect to T.J. McConnell, but this mm, man is not. This like this man is not John Moran. Why is he getting to the rim at will like John Moran? Like no, no resistance. And I'm sitting here. It's like, you know, every time I say something nice about this team, they just come and gut punch me. Like it's like, yeah. how dare you believe in us? Bow right in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're right, dude, because it, it happened that same game. We did a show about the previous game, just about how good they looked and how dominant they looked. Mm. And I remember Matt and Mark kept talking about, oh, man, by the end of this week, you know, they could be 500. And, it, and I and I said, whoa, I was like, we got to slow down. They haven't earned that yet for us to feel like that. Like we got they're on a game by game basis. We can't we're not look down the road. You know what I'm saying? Yet. I, we've been watching this season, what they are. And then the Indiana game happens, like, right? And I was like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, they don't deserve to be able to look down the road. You have to take them on a game-by-game basis, man. They haven't earned that right. They haven't been good enough to earn that right. No, and, and the thing was, though, like, so I was looking at the numbers but with, from that from that game since Minnesota, and, and they were, like, 11 and 6 or something like that since then and and you saw the the the, the results were like you know they were uh 13th on defense eighth in the league in the offense in that span you know things were looking good like they was clicking or they were clicking and then like i said you have that nasty loss against the pacers and then you have that nasty loss four ads in the game at the (laughs) arena trying to see his team win and they come up and get Roasted by Plumlee, getting step backs by the, Yo, you know, they they told uh, me to that. they told me to um, take my jersey off while I was sitting in that row. They were like, "Yo, who got coming up?" Like, like, yo, you got the wrong jersey on, man. People was pointing at me, man. Like, they told me, yo, they told me to go with the nosebleeds, man. I was like, yo, this is like, what are y'all doing to me, bulls? That's from six fingers, man. That's from six fingers, man. Six rings. Don't go for this with Pion. I will never. And he has some nice seats too, man. He sent me a picture of his. Seats. I was like, oh man, these Fam. are nice, bro. Fam. No, I, I, the best seats I've ever had in that arena. Fans kept coming up to me like, yo, why you don't got a Hornet shirt on? I'm looking at y'all like, why do y'all have a Hornet shirt on? And then as the game, <laughs> as, as, the, as the game goes on, I'm thinking, damn, maybe I should have had a Hornet shirt, <laughs> shirt on, man. Like, I'm, I was just like, look, man. There's no way y'all losing to this team. That one they call Patrick Williams, Patrick Willis in the intro. Two, they, they let the fans do the starting lineup introductions. I was just they like, did. fam, how are y'all losing to this unserious basketball team right now? <laughs> this is just a yeah. this is just a complete joke. But yeah, you know what? Back, back to that, back to the Indiana game. I think that was a coaching loss because uh, Indiana went big mm-hmm. and we went small. And 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 I don't like Donovan. It's just like, dude, you can't. After the game, he he says like, well, we know we went small because I thought we could switch on defense. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have an advantage on offense because just people are small and can dribble and shoot. So like, so like, so yeah. like, you just didn't match up, and you had two seven footers on the bench. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get it. Yeah. See, I think uh, I would feel that way if it wasn't the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> but the, 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 I don't care who you put out there. Is that twenty? For me, if you have twenty, I don't care who you got out there because kind of grab the paint. They can put me and you. And we still lose win by five. You can't be the cause of losing. You can't be the cause. You can't be the cause. Is what I'm saying. No, no. Here's the thing, though. Like, so I rewatched that game because you know I'm a sicko, so I had to rewatch it. Again. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, the pain you go through. Yeah, and so, and I'm sitting there looking. It's like, look, dude, these guys gotta, these guys gotta execute, man. They were mm-hmm. they were all of ten from three in that fourth quarter. 
Um, how mm. many bad turnovers did they have? Especially Zach. Like, dude, you you gotta be able to get by TJ McConnell, man. I don't care. I don't care what Billy's doing on the sideline. You Facts. gotta cook TJ McConnell. Facts. It, it, it's yeah. TJ McConnell. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> it seems like every other game is that like it's that random guy. It's just it's TJ McConnell. It's in, in my best Big Dave voice. Nas Reed, like <laughs> it, hey, it's Nas, Mason Nas Plumlee. Like, like it's, I'll, I'll be honest about that. He's yeah, having a nice yeah. It's, it's not like nice it's bum team. players, but it's guys that you should Come be on. able to beat and guys <laughs> oh, that you should sure. be able to tame in a basketball game. But for whatever Thor. reason, they turn into John Starks and they just go off on the Bulls. So it's <laughs> yes, yes. Josh that's Starks. what pisses you off. That stuff. I know that's good, solid basketball players. We get that. But them dudes having career nights. Like McConnell is solid, but he ain't 20 and 10. No, yeah, right, right. right. You know I mean? like, come he on. He looked like Chris Paul like out there. Like he was dicing the Bulls off defense. Talking off, shit. Like getting cooking. in. For real, he was he was mean mugging dudes. You were just like, who, like, like who the? I'm TJ fucking McConnell. Like, bro, what's going on? If you got TJ McConnell, if you got TJ McConnell dropping f bombs, then man, you got to go home. Like, got to go home, man. That's that's a wrap. I like as much as it's like you can't you can't blame Billy for that. It's like, come on, dude. You got you guys got to execute at some point. Just get out there and 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 be like, man, I'm. I'm prideful. I'm. We're up twenty. We need to just take care of business here and not. But 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 the coach matters. Man. It matters. It matters. It, it, no no. That's that that's, that's the point. But that's the point. On this team, it shouldn't matter as much, but it does. Mm. And that little thing he did for this team, where they playing. They, that's what I'm saying. They're not Irvin and Durant. Durant. You know that there's not. So like when you do something, it's all. It's, it's, it's the whole team, right? The coach is the coach better. And the players, the players sometimes aren't good enough to compensate for the bad coaching or, or coaching mistake. Now, last year, DeRozan was able to compensate for the team being lackluster and coaching and you know coaching deficiencies by making the playing like an MVP level. But on this team, unfortunately, to your point, unfortunately, that little thing, the coaching, instead of being able to play above those little things that shouldn't matter as much, on this team, those little things matter more. Yeah, it, that's that's the record, and that's why that's why I, I think it does matter when he switches some. When you have some like twenty points, like I was like pressure the team in the third quarter, get about forty, and got the house. He didn't do that. Okay, fine. He didn't adjust to the top. You know, he didn't adjust to the large lineup. Okay, fine. Yeah, your team should be able to overcome that if you're Indiana Pacers, but this team, I don't think he can. So that's why I was like, look, you gotta help them out a little more because they just they can't do it. They can't overcome those little things. Yeah, at times it's an it's an interesting reversal, like. Last year, we were looking for them to show up more against these really good teams and to be more competitive, but they took care of business against the teams that they should have. Like, they had the right mentality. They played efficiently. They played good basketball. They played smart basketball. This year, it's just a role reversal where it's like, okay, you're showing up against the teams that we want you to show up against, but now you're taking for granted some of these teams who are either at your level or worse, and... I don't know how you like overcorrect that way. Like even then, it's like it, 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 it's just such a weird season because even though we're a few games under five hundred, like I don't want to make like an easy excuse, but we factually could easily be a few games over five hundred right now at the same time, like mm-hmm. with a few differences in plays or officiating. Like it's just such a crazy season, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. and remember, you know, my my credo is like you're you're only as good. You know, if, when we say the boys aren't playing well, you're talking about three people, right? <laughs> you're talking about yeah. 
the, the Rose and Zach in a vein. If they don't bring it, doesn't matter. Yes. Right. So when they bring it, everyone else looks good. If they don't bring it, everyone looks bad. Mm-hmm. So they just have to bring it every night. And part of that, of course, is coaching. As far as we've seen the way of winning, which is that they've been, they have not been on this for like two and a half years. Bruce got here, literally. Mm-hmm. Us poor podcasters doing podcasts has been, has been trying to coach this team to get the ball to push more <laughs> to do more stuff. <laughs> and I don't know why for two uh, almost two years Billy can't get through that, get through get through to the same to do that. I think it's just amazing that that can't happen. And he's been having but, a really good season well, that, too, even though that hasn't yeah, happened. Yeah. He could have, he could be, he could yeah. be having All a better season. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they actually say like, okay, take more shots. He could even, he's like the third best center in the Eastern Conference, right? Third best big man. Can you imagine if like even if, if they relied on him even more? Yeah. You know, he didn't have quarters where he didn't get the ball earlier in the season. He could be he having a much of a potential all-star season. If you you could see it. He could be he, dominating. He's the part best of the starting part, lineup. Yeah. The best passer with the best um, IQ. And, and that's I think line. well, that's the that's the thing, right? The best passer, right? So like I think that comes into the play. It's like the Bulls. Struggle to make simple post entry passes, dude. I remember um, a play. Oof, I'm sorry to yeah. trust. I remember a play. It was. A, I forgot what I forgot what game it was. It was a play broke off. And I remember it was. Um, it was Io. It was like a little triangle, but it was broken play. And Vuce was in the post, and it was a uh, what you call it? Um, uh, I forgot. It was a point guard on that. And I remember when the play broke and Vuce was standing post up, they looked so fucking confused. They didn't know what is Caruso. Caruso had the ball and had no idea what to do. I'm like, you have like a triangle and on, on the left side of the court. How much you do is just give it to Ayo. He pushed and she passed to Vooch. But they panicked. It was almost like they never ran a post play. This is like like, like a, month, a month ago before Minnesota game. And I was like, you're an NBA team and you have a big man and you guys freaked out and don't know how to run a, a post play with your big man off a play just broken? It was weird how that happened. And, and yeah, yeah. post entry passes and this working that it, it seemed like it's, it's obvious they don't work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, for, and for me, it's not even about like posting him up necessarily. It's about just yeah. getting him touches so he can exactly he can facilitate and and, and make plays in that regard. It's like you know, even if you want to, even if you want to nitpick about just playing posting him up, like it, him posting up is more efficient than the Bulls' overall half court offense. So like. Um, I don't know what the updated numbers are, but like a week ago, we chat. Bulls in the half court average 1.01 points per possession in the half court. Vooch averages 1.09 like, or 10 per mm-hmm. possession. So that's better, right? <laughs> I mean, it's better. Um, obviously, it's it's not the most efficient offense. Overall, but like I said, it is still better uh, than what what the Bulls currently are doing and what what have not. So, I mean, there's definitely rhyme and reason for wanting to get post touches for Luke and just in general, just getting him more involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, has been big more efficient throughout, throughout yeah. the whole game. That's that's the issue. This is like, and it's cool you see him evolve. And I, you know, I think we all see this, right? First quarter may get involved, second quarter evolve, but then. Third quarter, fourth quarter, DeMar has to take 10 shots in a row. It's okay for him to take five shots in a row, but Vooch can't do that. You know, it's like they, he doesn't have a whole quarter. He has a whole quarter about touching the ball. And I'm like, I don't want him to score or necessarily score 40 points a game, but you can't have your third best player, the third best big man in the league, not 
sniff at like a post entry pass? What's the kind of run, offense you last? You start you last in the offense for like a whole quarter because Levine and DeMar want to go off. Like you, we seen that play before. That that doesn't win games. Mm. Just your stats was good, but winning games is keeping this dude involved throughout the game. Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not that's that's what upsets me the most. It's like like he didn't touch the ball in two minutes. Why don't you guys just say, hey, you know, we missed five shots in a row. How about how would we just, you know, get our third best player in the game? You know, like what I'm something a point guard would know. But hey, see, I don't, hey, see. yes, yes, uh, it, he would what, know the, that not, uh, a very like, good DeMar, point guard. DeMar, yeah, Demar ain't going. Demar is Demar. Like you said, he, he's there to get buckets. That's that's what he's there to do. I mean, Demar's a like, as a passer, but yeah, he still has oh, a, a without question a tendency to get tunnel vision and yeah he's the mark he's like what, I, yeah. i'm an all-star this year what you want you know what i'm saying like yo what you want from me and, and, that, and, and that's why I, I love what says king a lot of things says king says you know whatever but i love what he says and he's he's hitting to us what he says you have to sacrifice like demar you have to sacrifice the third the second quarter you know so you can be like that the last game was perfect right yep. Vooch involved for three quarters in the fourth yep. quarter demar's close you don't have to close down the game in the second quarter, third quarter. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes there's a shot, fine. Give it to Vooch, give it to Levine, give it to somebody else. Because the third, you know, because they can't get shots like you can. You yep. can't take those shots early in, this, early in the game and get and your team and teammates down involved and ball them to stop. You have to mm-hmm. sacrifice that offense throughout the game. And then the fourth yeah. quarter, do your thing. And that happened last game. Like, yes, that's how you do it. Your teammates involved for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, they need you to close it out. You don't take like five shots in the third quarter or t- whatever the role because of DeMar time or Levine time. And your third best player is frustrated throwing the ball against the stanchion and all that kind of stuff because he doesn't get the ball. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll take to his to it's it's going too long. Like, he's it's been going doing too long. it. He's been doing it these past few games, though. Like he yeah, really has been sacrificing a lot of his shots and a lot of his attempts because like Zach it's too, been Zach like too. 16 points, 20 points. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Doing those things. Like, you know, his shots, he's been second in shots or third in shots or whatever like that and like okay yeah like the last four is 14 shots 19 yeah. 12 and 16 hmm. but they like, can he yeah. can he continue yeah, to do can, it though I can, can they continue that. to play that way to our point can they continue to play the way they win play the play exactly. way to win no and that's why i said over their last 11 games they're six and five yeah. and that's why i said it looks like they're starting to figure this thing out a little bit you know what i mean because it took them mm-hmm. time to get there it's hard to teach your old dog new tricks you know what i mean it's hard to tell demar DeRozan. <laughs> Who has been one of the most elite scorers by himself to be like, hey, dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna need you to get this ball inside for a second. It's hard to tell Zach that stuff when he always plays like he has something to prove. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, it's hard to tell him that. It's hard to do it when you don't have a true point guard that can put everybody in their right position where they need to be and allow that facilitating to happen. We didn't have that issue with Vooch last year, but last year, Vooch was just missing them shots. You know what I'm saying? But he was getting the ball. But this year, it's, it it just felt like they they couldn't figure it out, and they're starting to figure it out. Like, I, I like that aspect of it. I think I'd be more upset if I didn't see them start to change and start to figure out it just kept doing the same damn thing over and over again. Then would piss you off. But you're absolutely right. Like, it was perfect last game. That's exactly how you would want them to play. I'm not saying Zach is going to drop 36 every game uh, mm-hmm. for them. It's not like that. But just the touches that everybody got, I really enjoyed, especially in that fourth quarter watching Zach bring the ball up. And as soon as that double team came, he was either getting it to DeMar, he was getting it to Vooch, who was in the post with a tiny person on him. Mm. So, <laughs> like, that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Like, it's, like Stacy says, you know, it's a simple game. Like, when a bigger dude is on a smaller dude, give him the basketball. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you can get it to him. So, 
Yeah, I just like the fact it's they're starting to look like they're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. I just hate the fact it took like a year and a half to figure it out. You know, hey man, like, hey. I just remember last year they had it. They had it figured out, and then, then the second half happened. Hey, better late than never is all I'm saying. Oh my god! (laughs) Now you make a you make a really good point though that it it was happening more frequently last year. It's just Vuce was missing those shots, and now it's like now it doesn't happen, but he's making those shots. Like, uh, I mean, the fact that Vuce is at the highest true shooting percentage of his career at age thirty two, right? Yeah, that and he's Mm -hmm. tied like the highest field goal percentage of his career. Yep, like fifty (laughs) four. Man, like we're. He he's having a, even though he's not an all star, I think he is having an all star season offensively at right. least, and I think he is looking like the player that people envision when this team acquired him a few years back, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's a it's an interesting uh, dynamic here because we went from yeah you know Vuce ain't gonna be here long term you know whatever whatever to can you let him go <laughs> right at the end of the season <laughs> i mean exactly I, I i don't know what you're i, I don't know like they're, they're in a bind and vooch is playing extremely well he looks like a guy that if you are still looking to compete and win basketball games the rest of this season and the next couple of seasons he's not someone that you can just let I go so i i don't I know it's that. an interesting bond right now but i agree they have to really start making sure that his touches are prioritized in the game plan. I don't think they're in a bind because I think, I think this is what they want. The front office wants. They want this. They're not going anywhere. This is it. They said it. They wanted to do, go through all these tra- now, as fans. You go, wow, he's playing bad the first half of the season. We should trade him. You know, mm. what it, no, they're in the back off. I, I, I swear. This is my brain. There's, they're like, that's nice. They'll figure it out. They're going to play together for like a bunch of years. Hopefully. Hopefully, you know, uh, you know, Demar could uh, play that play at this high level for my years, and they're gonna have a, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna grow together. Their the game is gonna grow together to the point where they fit. They could, you know, the games match, and you know, they fit with the other opponents on the on the on the teammates on the floor. The Kearney have, mm-hmm. and they're gonna figure out how to win. And this is and this is the journey. And I don't think they're gonna panic and say, "Yeah, get rid of Vooch," because you know, whatever he had one bad month, a bad year, whatever. I think this is. I think they're just gonna let this ride. So you think they're so you think they're still sold on like the continuity plan right now and even going into like the trade deadline. Like you think they're still oh, yeah. in on that. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. The only the only of course if it's somebody offers like LeBron James or whatever, yeah, you gotta come on the team. I mean that would be but nice. like <laughs> but like but like um but yeah, I think they took they stopped, they said like like the day mission, they signed him they signed Billy Donovan and Donovan to an extension, they didn't have to. He had yeah, years on his contract. <laughs> I think these 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 I'm gonna say core these three players, Vooch they want them and, and the young players too as well. You know, of course you always have the players on the edges, right? You know mm-hmm. uh, that are, are spinnable, but they want this team. They want Zach and Demar and Vooch to learn how to win together. They I, I just get from them. They don't want to just panic in two years. Oh, to trade him real quick and somebody else. I think they just want this to ride. I honestly do, especially since. Like they mentioned the foundation they built with Bazo. We saw this team be they're not probably they probably won a championship team, but they were definitely a playoff team with Zoe and Atlanta, right? Very good team. Mm-hmm. Where you maybe add a piece or two, you become a championship team. That's what they wanted. That's what they built the first guy here. And I think they want to see that. <laughs> I think they want to see that until they make any drastic changes. I really do. So I think we're gonna be frustrated at the deadline that so that that brings up an interesting question though, because like 
so if if they do continue with this core, how do they maneuver around that to fix some of these holes that they really need, like especially in terms of perimeter shooting? Like, I mean, you you look at the players outside of that three, and you start looking at Caruso, who I I just don't think you can contr- you can trade him because he's so valuable to what you do on both yeah, sides can. of the ball and is an you impact trade, player on a you great you contract. Caruso. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Dude, I love Caruso, man. One of the players you can trade him. Yes. He is a trade, but that's why he, he Caruso is the type of player you trade. <laughs> he don't but he, but him, I, but I don't know if you trade him. him. He just makes you he makes you better, though. So How I don't many know. points does he score? Now, we just talked about three-point shots in Portland. How man, many points does Caruso score? You realize the Bulls' offense and every lineup and defense are better with him on the court. Right, that's fine, and, and you can find a better player than Caruso, right? To, to improve that, who I mean, what are you? Who you think you think that like the record? Realistically, who are you trading Caruso for? That he's gonna I, I don't know, trade for, but, but but he's tradable. That's what I'm saying. Tradable, sure. You're probably getting a first I'm round not, pick, I'm and not, that's gonna I'm make not, the team I'm worse. Hold on. I not really hold on to him so tight. Fine. I, I'm a, I'm I'm more about I'm more about rebuilding. So I'm I'm fine with trading Caruso. But if you're saying the Bulls need to improve. And your your thought is by by trading Caruso will will improve. Sure, no. get no. a better player. There's no, no better player than Caruso. I, I think so. Wait, I think what you are get... you trading to get? Caruso? I, I, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. to a better player than Caruso. I think you could package. you could package a few players together with Caruso to get a better player. But like, maybe if it was like Seth Curry for Caruso, would I trade Caruso for Seth Curry? Seth Seth Curry, absolutely. I would do that in a, um, in a second. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. The best three-point shooter in, what, top three all-time in the, in the history of the game? Yes. yes. I, I do that. I do that. <laughs> that's just like that's heartbeat. I like Kirk Hyde. I like these guys. But you ever like low 10 points? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I appreciate what you do. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I cut you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, ahead, no. I was, I was thinking about it. <laughs> no, I'm done. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, I wanted him years ago before he went to the Nets. I wanted him. Here's how I've always felt about Caruso. Okay. And again, he is vitally important. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I get that. It's not that he's not. But he's he, one, he's a role player. And role players get traded. That's that. Those things yeah. can happen. But two, and I, and I've used this analogy a million times when I was talking about Khalil Mack on the Bears. Like, Alex Caruso, for me, is rims on a car. That's what he, he's a luxury. Mm. He is who you get when you're ready to win. Like, getting him when you had Lonzo, when you had DeRozan, all those guys coming in, made a whole bunch of sense because you're like, dude, that means we're about to make some these playoff runs. But that's who you go get. You go get mm. a guy like that who's a specialist at something. You're like, bam, he be ready to win. Once you came into this season – and you see what the team is, and you see, like, there's so many other holes that they need. I'm like, I need some brakes. You know, I need to fix my engine. I, I don't need rims. I, I, you know what I'm saying? The rims are too expensive if my car can't move. So I, I need to go sell these rims off, man, <laughs> to get some actual tires. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need I need a better car before I can put luxury stuff on them. I love you know this what I mean? Anal- I love this and analogy. That's, <laughs> and that's who Caruso is to me. Like, he's he's a luxury item. Luxury items are great to have and make your car way look way better and raise the value of it. But damn it, if your car can't stop, <laughs> if your car can't run, yeah. I got to get rid of the rims. They're expendable. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 love, the tires. <laughs> I love this analogy. Right. I love this analogy. Like Caruso being the Caruso being the asset that you use. Like, all right, I got I got the 
I got the Range Rover. Now it's time to go flex. Like I got to go get yeah. Caruso. Time to go get. You know what I mean? I love the analogy. But it, that's what it was on Lakers, right? These cats up. Yeah, exactly. That was on Lakers. And that's why the Lakers let it go. They let him go. But I don't know. Like it's just. I, I agree with Celine. I agree with Celine that it's like if you're trying to compete and if that's the direction they're still trying to go. That's a great point. Yeah. Then yeah. how do you trade? Like, it's not that he's untouchable, mm-hmm. but it's just I find it hard to trade him one for yeah, one for a guy. Yeah. yeah. When your defense would get worse <laughs> and you're off. I mean, if like going back to the Seth Curry Caruso example, I think your offense mm-hmm. would get better. But then defensively, I wonder what happens. Yeah, I rather have good old. I rather have good that old offense any time. I mean, Seth, and I, and Seth, I guess it's not that ball here in second round. I'm sorry, second round shooting, and he can, he can run point guard. Mm-hmm. So you know you're not gonna have a perfect player either way. And I get the defense argument, but like that's you, you know but Seth I'm is, not yeah. yeah it, there's more games I've seen them lose because of shooting than because of defense. Well, it still it still looks at okay. So looking at the options outside of that that trio. Like, I don't know, like, the, the trade options seem tough because, like, okay, Caruso yeah. seems like a reasonable starting point. If you are, if if everyone is up for grabs, you think about Caruso, you're, you're thinking about uh, Derrick Jones Jr., you're, you're thinking about, like, I mean, Tony Bradley's contract could be filler. I mean, Kobe White is Gone. a one-year. <laughs> yeah, we will trade, we'll trade yeah. Tony Bradley. Like, <laughs> we'll, yeah, that, that's fine. Um, and, and you're thinking about, like, Kobe White. Even though Kobe White has played, I think pretty solid this year. So I I don't know, like, what could you, what can you get for these guys that would turn the season around or give it some juice that you really need just Mm -hmm. to become like a consistently, consistently solid team again. So here to answer that is, I mean, I'm barred from what Salim said earlier, because this is the point. They can make these moves, but they're not going into the luxury tax over anything to make these moves. Mm -hmm. There are guys available they can for real go get, you know, for this, but they're not taking on those contracts because some of them are bad contracts. The first person that comes to my mind is Duncan Robinson. That's the first person I think of. Mm -hmm. Dude is a shooter, but his contract is crazy. You know what I'm saying? His contract Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. The Bulls aren't going to pay him that just to be a team that barely makes the playoffs. They're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of handcuffed. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of how to improve this team and make it a solid team. So if you're looking at it, you know what I'm saying, from that light, you're like, well, you don't make any moves, you know, in particular. There's nothing you can really do, which is what you guys are saying. Like, there's nothing that you can really put your hands on or what you can do. But I still think guys like Caruso and my God, you know, Lord, if you're listening, Tony Bradley, please. <laughs> like, you can go. You can go tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get him or Derrick Jones Jr. Even though I really like Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah. and how he fits in on this team, especially when they want to go small. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. he works wonderfully uh, for this team. But if trading him means I'm going to get back some shooting, which I desperately, desperately, desperately need, mm-hmm. then, okay, Andre Drummond as well, even though he's starting to figure it out too. You know what I'm saying? He's starting to get some playing time. He's out of the Billy Doghouse after that game where he had, what, four or five thousand, nine minutes. <laughs> then all, now he's out of the doghouse, you know, and playing a little bit more. But, excuse me, he's he's a piece as well that that you can move. Mm-hmm. And But again, like, I, Celine, you're right. Like, you know, it's who, who can you get? What can you get? Because, again, it comes down to that money, you know, for the Bulls. Uh, and, and who will be available contract-wise that they can trade and it won't break the bank, 
for them. They have to think in that manner, which sucks, but they have to kind of think in that manner if they're trying to really like improve this team. What's, what's, what's Eric Gordon doing? I, I want Eric. I was one of the Bulls. Is he was he in Houston? His contract is crazy. Is he has a crazy contract in Houston? Or did they has, like, is he making like 10 mil, Salim, or something like but that? I think like it's, it's pretty it's pretty up there as far as how much he makes it. The problem with the Bulls is like, because it's one of those older contracts he signed. Um, Ooh, yeah, I'm looking you know, at yeah, the old contract. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he has like 20 million left on it. So oh my God. Like he ain't going oh, yeah, it's tough to, the, yeah, the only thing that happened is, <laughs> is maybe, maybe. He does a buyout because it's not guaranteed. Next season, it's not guaranteed. Um, I don't know if it's like a partial guarantee. Uh, oh, no, it's not guaranteed yet. Uh, yeah, so if he, for an all-star team or five minutes, he, he plays a 23, 24 or something like that, you know, he's not, I think something like that that season is not guaranteed. Um but yeah, it's hard to trade for a nine. He's making nineteen million this year, so it's hard to match that contract for the Bulls. Like yeah, you would yeah. you would have to give up a couple of guys that you don't want to give up, right? Yeah, for it to even make sense. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm vehemently against trading young players right now and picks just to have a minimal upgrade for this mm-hmm. roster because then you're shooting yourself in the foot even more. Honestly, I'll be honest, and I'm 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 probably alone in this boat, but I want I want them to look at a rebuild. Like mm. that would be my preferred route that they go to at this point. Like get assets for Demar. I think you could get a couple of picks. There would be like a bidding war for Demar right now. There's a lot of teams out there that would love to get Demar. In my opinion, I think you could get like a first round pick for Luke. Uh, you could definitely get a first round pick for. Um, for for uh, AC, uh, so those are the things that I would be looking at now. Th- what I expect to happen from what we've heard from AK, AK is saying we want to look to improve the team, and then when you look at the fact, the minimal assets that they do have, and now, now again, unless they do something stupid like trade IOPAT, uh, future picks, I see nothing happening at the deadline. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah. Because like, but that's the thing. Like, that's my what, what I want them to do. What what I think they'll do are two different things. Like I said, I'm I'm at a point where it's like, man, look, y'all tried. I appreciate the aggressiveness. <laughs> I, I I appreciate the vision. I appreciate what you tried to do. I do. You can fix this, and you can you can go ahead and hit that reset button, and and we can talk about me. Yeah, well, we were all, all Orlando that draft pick. Listen, they're getting that draft pick no matter what. Mm. At least if you try to maximize your own assets moving forward and maybe even maximize the lottery balls that are coming in, maybe there's more chances you do jump up into the top. So four. when you say rebuild, um, but when you when you say rebuild, because like when we had we had an episode with uh with with Chris, I think like maybe a few weeks back or last month, and we talked about like rebuild retool and like some differences and so when you say rebuild do you mean everyone in the big three goes or like not everyone i keep okay. zach until, okay, you keep until zach. draft okay. day and okay. then I, I reevaluate zach as you go along and i wouldn't okay. mind trading him in the offseason either and once his value is back because right now zach is mm. at his lowest val- 
value just because he's all these injuries he's coming off of. He needs to play himself back. Like we're seeing like Zach coming back slowly to his normal self, that that elite score in this league that he is. So yeah. like on draft day, maybe you can trade Zach. And I'm saying that they should trade Zach. I'm just saying, like, for me, you maximize what you can get for DeMar. I think you could probably get a decent young player and maybe a couple of picks for DeMar, like a young player that you can potentially develop. And the second thing, the other thing that this does, it, it speeds up the opportunity for Patrick Williams to develop because he'll start getting a lot more on-ball reps, in-game reps to, to start pushing to see what his potential really is at that point. Because yeah. right now he's limited at what he can do when he, with yeah. who he's surrounded by. It's just it's just, it's kind of like eating taking the crumbs off the table right now for him. And <laughs> at not at times he's really showing like yeah I can do these things, but it's still it just it's it's, it's a very low volume low usage opportunity where he doesn't really get that those many opportunities to be like okay let me, let me get the ball let me let me try to create here right yeah. you know it's a lot of like. He had to learn how to play off of these guys, like learning, like, look, okay, this is something I need to cut to the basket, or I need to spread out here so that I can space the floor. You know, those type of things as a role player, to be learning how to be a role player around these three high usage players. Um, and obviously, for us to really ascend, he needs to become more than just a role player. And that's going to happen. It takes time for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, and for me personally, I'm, I'm I, the, the season that he's had. I'm very optimistic about who Pat Williams can eventually be. But in order to for him to really reach that, he needs those in-game reps to develop. Like you, you can practice as much as you want in the off season, unless you put in that practice into play and getting the continuous uh, reps in and in, in the game reps. How are you really going to be able to improve? Right. Mm-hmm. So. That's the other side for me in rebuilding. It's like, okay, let's start seeing what Pat can do. Let's get Dale and Terry's minutes. I mean, he he's he's clearly a guy that doesn't look like he's ready to help a team win games. But you can maybe try to see if he can develop and do something. Let Ayo get more opportunities on ball and rep, see what if how much more he can develop. Mm. Uh, and like I said, you have those picks, and maybe, again, with the more lottery balls added into your – uh, with the losses start yeah. piling up, you get a little more lottery balls, and, and, and that can maybe boost you into the top four. And then you're like looking a lot better than where you are right now, where you're kind of stuck in like that NBA hellish area where we're the 10th seed, 9th seed. Will we make the playoffs? Uh, you know, we're kind yeah. of in that stuck in that in the mud. But you are still stuck. I, I, I do like, I, I, I... I, I think if they trade tomorrow, I think if you trade tomorrow, you, you definitely get some picks. Now, I think it'll have to be a multi team trade. So I don't think they would, they would trade tomorrow just to get picks and have like Levine would be the number one guy. No, and, I think you could get like a, I think like, for example, I think I could see Dallas giving us like two two draft picks and like uh, Josh Green. Like Josh Green is a nice young player. Like, I, like, I'm not saying he has a superstar potential, but he's shown some stuff. And that's those are the type of moves that you, Look at say okay that's that gives you assets like I wouldn't touch anything with the Lakers just because I don't those those picks are too far down the line where they're just like I mean it's the Lakers how many times we've seen the Lakers retool on the fly like that that 2029 pick might as well might as well be a second rounder in my opinion mm. like yeah 
like, but, like, but there's other teams out there like Miami that will be willing to give us assets. Here's the only thing I say to you about the rebuild. I, and I think all your points are super valid, like for real. My thing was, I think you can do everything you're saying in the offseason. And I don't think you have to do it at the trade deadline. I think well, you, you can, can with Vooch. You can't with right. Vooch. Can with Vooch, right. You can, you can trade Vooch, you know what I'm saying, before you get to that point, correct. Mm-hmm. But all, the, all those other things, I think you can do at a time when teams are looking to make a splash. Teams like making splashes in the offseason. And I think they'd be more vulnerable, most acceptable to give up certain assets. At the trade deadline, you're more so have a handful of teams that are just trying to make playoff pushes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those are the teams that are more willing to get up off of draft picks and, you know, trade with you because they're trying to make a run. Like, just mentioned the Lakers and things like that. But I think you'll have a better chance at getting, you know, better better types of draft picks in the offseason if you started then. You know what I'm saying before now, but you're right about Vooch. If you're gonna do it, he's gonna have to be the first domino to fall, you know, in in this uh, thing because you can't resign him. Um, but again, we don't know what the Bulls are gonna do with that because, like, like Ed said, like you like, do you really? Let this yeah, go, or? that's Vooch is so interesting because, like, but you can't he, let him he, walk. Absolutely, you cannot let him walk. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, no, 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 you no, can't no. let him walk. So it's like, all right, he, he's playing really well right now, and if the team is still you know, driven to be competitive this season, then it's like, okay, how do you trade him? So you're like, you're really trying to find a deal where it would be like, all right, maybe behind the scenes, there is a sentiment that the Bulls and Vooch cannot agree on a contract for the, okay. for the off season. So they're trying to find a trade where they don't get worse and they get guys who are under contract, which I think it's challenging. I mean, it could be done, but I, I don't know what that trade is where it's like, okay, we traded Vooch, but we didn't get worse. But did we get better? I don't know. But we're, we're yeah, still the same. It, yeah, you're right. Because like, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, my mind is fascinating to see, to see what DeMar and Vooch and the interests of other teams and what, what and how the other teams value them. Yeah. You know, because it, it's just, and if we don't know, it's like, I, I, I do wonder that because like, like as much as I like Vooch, you can get some picks. You can get some nice young players that are athletic and can block shots. Or you know what I'm saying? Like you can get some, you can fill some holes that you can plug in um, that you don't have now. Hmm. But uh, I, but I think I don't think that I don't, I don't think I think they're trying to keep Vooch at all costs, honestly. Yeah, I but, mean they're not. It, 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 it just fascinating that two points thing. It just fascinating when you just think about it, like, man, what, what can we get for tomorrow? You know, like, can we stick it tomorrow and still be finding a team, and then like, but be project be better in the future, even though we keep kind of stay the float, but still though now we have draft picks and maybe another young player, we're still like finding a team, but in two years from now, maybe we'd be a little better down the road, mm-hmm. and we would have more assets to add on to the team. As much as it's hard to give it tomorrow, he is valuable, especially on a, on a team that's going to a championship. Like like we was talking about before the uh, deadline, any team can use Demar mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Just put him on the team. <laughs> it's some team desperate think they need him to go over the hump to win the championship. Of course, they get Demar. Uh, Vooch a little yeah. weird because he's a center. Teams, you know, of course he's a good player, but teams are, are prone to like oh, oh, you know, sort of value overvalue centers as much as um two right. guards. I just like uh, my biggest dread right now when hearing AK talk about. Like you said, you know, we're trying to win. We're trying to add. Like, I'll be mad even, like, even if, like, if he traded, like, Kobe for, like, Jay Crowder, I'll be mad. 
Because no, you don't want that. <laughs> Why would you do that? Kobe, Kobe is showing he's improving. I think the Bulls, if if, if I'm, I'm like I'm okay with training Kobe, if you get a legit upgrade, like a good player that fits, maybe like a three or a wing or something that fits better, I'm fine with something like that. Uh, but trading him for a guy like Jay Crowder would be maddening to me because. We've seen Kobe, like, you know, fans complain about bull players are not developing, Bulls players don't develop. And it's more so about not having the patience to wait for these guys as they're showing improvements and then putting them in a good position to really, you know, accelerate their or kind of show their talent in, in a certain way. I think we, we kind of see that with what happened with Lowry. Um, and, you know, his last two seasons here, we kind of asked him to just go stand in the corner, right? Um, I think like the first two seasons, he had opportunity to do a lot of things. Then still, he was still developing. And yeah, there was definitely frustrating times. But like, you know, one game, he would look like the Lowry. We thought he was going to be. Then the next game, it was just, you know. But that's kind of the hiccups and the ups and downs of, 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 the, of a, a young player trying to right. figure his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, you know, getting back to Kobe, we're seeing improvements from him. He's only 22 years old. I think you can probably keep him on a team-friendly deal and him going into restricted free agency. Like, is a team going to really come in and give a, a really a, a massive offer to Kobe in free agency? Maybe anything's possible. This league is wild like that. But I think you can realistically keep Kobe on a team-friendly deal and continue to see him get better at, at, in the next few years. And maybe at that point you can still trade him for something of real, of real value. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he he continues to improve where it becomes okay. Now Kobe should be you know part of the core, if you will. But I, but yeah, it's stuff like that. I'll be really pissed off if they trade any more draft picks or young players for just <laughs> like Jay Crowder esque upgrades. Um, that you're just more it's more like the whole going to Vegas uh, and, and sitting at the slot machines. And just, dude, you're just throwing money away. Stop. <laughs> like, that's that's what basically it would be at that point. Is there like, – oh, I, I was no, going to ask, is there like a general – like every year there's like a guy that like teams envision for improvement to acquire. Like, is there a guy like that this season for the Bulls where it's like most of the fan base or like at least a significant percentage of the fan base is like, he makes sense for this roster. Go and get that guy, and there's like a logical. Yeah, trade I want a Kuz. I want a Kuz so bad. There's two not for me. Cool. Yeah, you ain't getting. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. There's there's no. two for me. Um, one I just mentioned was was Seth Curry. I really want Seth Curry, but like Chris said, I've been wanting Seth Curry for since last year. Hmm. Um, but the other one, I just it just got. Uh, presented to me yesterday so i'm like well i'm just gonna champion this shit now uh <laughs> was, was uh fred van fleet mm. and because you know the raptors are definitely in that mode of offloading players and they're basically like it's siakam and then it's whatever to everybody else and they're Ooh. definitely trying to trade og you know his name is out there you've seen the trades that have come up for him mm. uh they're they're long you know what i mean they don't care but fred van fleet they're definitely uh, willing to to uh, negotiate and, and get rid of him as well. And I would absolutely adore 
Fred Van Fleet on on the Chicago Bulls. He's that's your point guard, day, man. Really, really want that's that's a point, point guard. That's a fucking point guard. That's, that's a, a point guard. guard. Yeah, that's the right problem there. is what are we trading for? Like I know, a I know. A I understand. Twenty one million. <laughs> I understand. Up. I understand. <laughs> I get it. Trust, trust me when I say I get it, Salim. I get it. But you know, when there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> there's got to be some kind of way to do it. It's it's a pipe dream, for sure. And maybe you could do get a third team involved. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There there are ways to do everything. But he's but to answer just to answer the question. Yeah, he's the one. Um, that I that I truly want. He he answers every single question that I want. The the shooting, uh, the point guardsmanship, uh, and of course the goon. He is a goon. That is a goon dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a tough minded person. You know, with ties obviously uh, to the city and to the state. You know, he has those ties as well. So yeah, I just I like it. I think it works for the Bulls and it will make them a way better basketball team because they're honestly I, I, missing a point guard you know that's what I they're missing that. is a point guard mm-hmm. i love that because it's almost it's almost like it's almost like he's over not he's overpaid but it's almost like this, this is how much he's ever, probably ever gonna get paid i'm thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. i don't think he, you're gonna pay him 20 million dollars in a couple of years you know what i'm saying right so true. you get him, get him at get him at a peak yeah, man. I, I, yeah, he'd be great on the team, man. The, the, the three guys I always wanted was Harrison Barnes, Seth Curry, and uh, Eric Gordon on the Bulls. <laughs> Never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I always yeah. wanted them on the Bulls. Um, mm-hmm. but to, so back up to your point, Celine, I love your take on not trading the young players on the Bulls. Because, I, like, I, I, as you know, when, when the drive happened, I, I was a big fan of Malik Monk, right? And he sucked, right, initially. But now he's a very good player. He's like Kobe White, except a little athletic and a little taller. But he's a good player on Sacramento now. So he can't give up. The Kobe White is forming into a pro. Every day he brings it off his defense, he's forming into a pro. And in particular, and, uh, Kobe is not to interrupt you. I'll let you go up. I no, go mention because with Kobe and his household, he's figuring out how to contribute in an inconsistent role. Mm-hmm. He's, that's, that's tough for young players. Like, he doesn't know when he's going to get a chance to play, what his minutes are going to look like. It's, it's He's coming in and out of the lineup every, you know, whatever, what what have you. But he's figured out, like, how to be con- contribute. And, and we've seen games where, you know, he's just been a bad player in the past, and then he never is a good player in that game because he just – it just keeps going further down and down. But now we're seeing, okay, okay, Kobe had his bad moment, but now he had two big shots late in the game. Hey. To you know, help us out. Yeah, you know what? Something we forget. I think everyone here can. I don't say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say everyone, but like, oftentimes I forget. Patrick Williams and uh, Kobe lost a year. They're a year behind schedule. They're a full year behind development as a basketball player in NBA. Yeah. So we we almost judge them as if they had those that year. You know, mm-hmm. you know, oh, so man, they, they're behind. Don't let me, don't let me get started. They're behind. They, they missed the whole oh year of basketball. God. I, I get so mad about the Patrick Glenn discourse, man. I get so mad. It's a whole mad. year of basketball. Yeah. whole year of basketball. Oh. And that's a big thing. And so, oh, now they're playing like we thought they would play, with, play like last year. Yeah, because they're year behind. <laughs> so you got to project like they're year behind schedule. The Patrick Williams should be playing like this last year, right? But he's year behind. Yeah. Could be white. Year behind. So that's so, and that's why I think AK, they're looking up there like, man, this is all. Kobe White's getting better. Patrick Williams finally is like looking like he's supposed to look like, look like last year. Mm-hmm. And and Patrick Williams may, you know, we don't know Patrick. He may, I'm a big fan of him. He may 
turn out to be next year, be this offensive juggernaut where guys can't stop, you know, knowing him. Or he may just be this 13-point guy. You don't know. We'll see, right? But he has the potential to be more of just a 13-point guy. And that's and why you don't give up on him right there. That's why. Right. 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 And that's why I say like the Bulls are in a bind because you – like, we're, we're saying, like, okay, you, you can't trade these young guys like Pat and – Maybe Kobe, like trading them is risky. Pat, Kobe, Io, because they're figuring it out. They're, you know, they're getting there development wise. Like they're in a place where you can be, you can be satisfied with for now. But you're also in a place where, okay, if we want to compete and get better, we, we can't trade Zach. We can't trade DeMar. Vooch is a hard sell. And then, you know, Caruso, tradable contract, but he also makes the team better. So it's like, what are the pieces between all of those things that you can trade to make your team better. And I don't know what that is. So it, yeah, I, it, it's I like, such a hard spot. Yeah, I yeah. like that one a trade that Steph no shout out to Steph. He had made came up with, with Philly. It was mm. it was so the Bulls send out Andre Drummond and Tony Bradley Jr. Uh I know this will kill you, Dave, Tony Bradley no. Jr. Uh, no. for for uh, 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 for Korkmaz and uh, Paul Paul Reed. Um, I like Korkmaz. I don't know about Paul Reed. Paul Reed, no, Paul, basketball Paul, dude. That guy, he's a solid backup center. He'll be a decent okay. backup center. He'll, He'll be, be a, he, like, <laughs> but see, that adds shooting for the Bulls. That, and, That's why and, I say a deal. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I say a deal. Yeah. Like, he, he isn't, like, so – that would be that would be a perfect trade. You're not giving up a lot as far as assets are concerned. Yeah, yeah. you'll miss Drummond's rebounding, but Billy does barely try to tend to use him here and there. And look, I, mm-hmm. I like Drummond, the good things about Drummond, but the frustrating things about Drummond. And you have you've talked about the frustrating things about Drummond, Dave. Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, and like understandable why at times Billy doesn't want to play him. The, the but, Andre Drummond experience, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. So that's the type of move that, okay, you add, you add, you solve, not solve, but address a issue on this team is, is shooting is, and Korkmaz can shoot the ball. Is Korkmaz killed though, or is he just Every good time. against, the, or is he just good against the Bulls? Listen, that's if he's good at the United Center, that's, yeah. that's true. That's also a good point. He's good at, so he, he's home. He's home. Uh, yes, sir. Right. That's real. But like I said, you know, stuff, things like that. Like, I mean, I, I guess uh, let, let's, let's get into one polarizing conversation. Okay. And this happened yesterday. Mark Spears talked about uh, the Bulls were interested in Kyrie Irving. Now, mm. would you guys be up for trading uh, for Kyrie Irving? No. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm no. I'm not gonna get into the his, like. I don't agree with anything he's done this year off court. But it, it, when it comes down to it, is these are the realities of the Kyrie Irving experience, right? Mm. Um, everywhere he's went. It's been a circus, and it's yeah. ended horribly. Yeah, it's true. That's the trend. And it's not even have to do with the things that happened with the Nets. It's just consistent. Ended horribly. With, it, became, it became a circus with the Cavs, and that was with LeBron. Um, 
it became a circus with Celtics and it ended horribly. And now we're back to with the, the same thing happening with the Nets. So it's like, yeah. I'm not giving up real assets for a guy that A, you're probably going to have to end up paying like 140 plus million. Mm. And then what if one day he decides, I just don't want to play. And he just like, yeah, you know what? F this. Like, like, I'll t- I'll <laughs> tell you this, Lee. If this was just a basketball question, my answer is hell yes. Yes. I'm trading for Kyrie Irving. That's 27, <laughs> well, yeah, that's five, the thing, though, right? five. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If it was just basketball and we're talking that, this dude is elite. This is yeah, one of the top, three, top three handles and top three layup packages I've ever seen is Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Like, he is incredible. If we're just talking, it's the reason he's an all-star. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it's not just a basketball question. And that's the issue mm-hmm. because of everything you just said. I don't know if he's going to show up. I don't know if he's going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to play? And, of course, you know, the vibe would just not be right at all because there will be a lot of fans not on board with it for a myriad of reasons. They wouldn't be on board with this at at all. I I feel with Kyrie, there's really only one place, and that's L.A., that he can really go. Because nothing, whatever he's doing, it will never be bigger than LeBron. And not, and won't trump LeBron. It, it you know won't what be mean? bigger than the Lakers either. <laughs> it won't be bigger than the Lakers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's bigger than that. And or so maybe, that's the only place I think my, can handle that. Or maybe Miami because Pat Riley has a way of No, bro, because the minute because Pat Riley ain't gonna stand for that. Pat Riley don't care what you do, but that's you mess true. with what's going on on the floor, then you got problems. And Kyrie can mess with what's going on on the floor by simply not being available. You know okay. what I mean? L.A. is different. You can He cannot be on the floor, and LeBron is there can still cover you. You know what I mean? He'll, he can smooth it over for you, man. It, he needs that. Right now in his career, I think he needs that protection, the one that he didn't want, you know, which is why he <laughs> yeah. went to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? But now I think he's at a point he really does kind of need that. And he ain't going to get that here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's too much of a powder keg here for him to come here. But, yeah, if it was just basketball, yes, absolutely. What do you want? For him, but it's it's not just basketball, and that's that's why I can't do it. Mm. Man, Dave, you said it perfectly, man. And I remember Kyrie, I think a couple years ago, admitted that, yeah, it's kind of like I should have stayed in Cleveland maybe and won some more chips. Yeah. <laughs> he had it better than he thought he had it. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my first answer was like, no, I don't want Kyrie. And for everything, they just laid out perfectly. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like you don't know. Like, I remember him and had a meeting. Was, was, came back from like not playing basketball for a year, and he had one back to back. He complained about the back to back. I'm like, why are you like? They know I've been off Kyrie since he, like a couple years ago. Since some comments he made, I was just I'm, I'm done with this dude. I can't because he's just out there, right? So that's why the, the, not playing, not not sure what you're going to get on on the team on, on a daily basis. Is going to show up? Is going to say something silly in the media? Uh, turmoil on the court, off the court. Mm-hmm. That they hit it perfectly. All those things. Numbers are there. Great player. Awesome. He makes your team better. But you have to deal with the with the other baggage she has. And uh, I don't, I don't think it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. I, and, it's, and, and it's funny. The casting is hilarious, right? Because he he hated the LeBron shadow, but he forgot no, that. Yeah. He, no, he forgot that once he gets out of that shadow, the lights are very bright. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, right I, on you. Yeah, I think I think Dave and Dave and C Dub like are on point here. Like if this was a video game, like yeah, I'd trade for Kyrie Irving because all, all all I have to worry about is basketball and he's got the attributes, like everything is there. I'm gonna win games, yeah. I'm gonna win the championship. Yep. But you're gonna be mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be crazy, but it's everything else, like it's you just don't there's no reliability like he's he's great at what he does but you cannot rely on him for anything else and it is it's going to create some weird locker rooms and i i think that's just the wrong thing you want to have especially when you are early in this new regime and I don't know. Like to me, just the thought of Kyrie Irving in a Jerry Reinsdorf organization just seems like. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah, god! Also, also, remember this, and I and I love Kyrie Irving. You know, great player and everything like that. But the guy has never been the best player on his team and led in team anywhere. Like, and that's oh. not knocking him. So like, so like, and right now he has KD. Right? Show me a full. Give me, you know, superstars. To me, your manager having a full year. You're the best player on the team, and you. Elevate your team to playoffs routinely. He, he has not done that. Great in Cleveland, wonderful player, but he's he's proven he can't be. Especially he comes here with Zach. That's like a, yeah, I'm better than Zach, and like him as the alpha trying to lead this team to something. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't see it happening. <laughs> he was, on, he was on a right, exactly. <laughs> right. He was on a Nets team that started slow and then won like twelve straight. And I won 18 of like their last 21. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, looking and, good. They're, they're looking, looking nice. really, really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's, he's like, like, I want out. Nah. Like, and wow. you know what's funny? I, and and I, I, I don't even disagree with him on the contract thing. Because if you tell me my money is tied to you winning a championship, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to sign that neither. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. It's just the timing of it. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, what he's right. doing it like that and everything that was said. There, somebody put up a montage of Kyrie Irving at every place he was saying yeah, he's never leaving never that leaving. place. I can't leave my... He said, he said about Katie, I can't leave my best friend. I'm like, bro, right. what? No. In Cleveland, he's like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'll be yeah. here. And, and in Boston, Boston was infamous because, you want, know... I want my number retired in a Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Out of there, bro. Yeah. Out of everyone. So, think, yeah, man, it's it's tough. I think Dave is right that really LA is the only team that makes sense because like like you said, LeBron is there, you ain't bigger than LeBron. The Lakers are there, you're not bigger than the Lakers. Like nope. you are you are maybe the third or fourth most important storyline on that team behind Anthony right. Davis, LeBron James, right. and the overall Los Angeles Lakers. Correct. So, <laughs> Correct. Like those Correct. antics, like you gonna have to try real hard to upstage dumb people. I don't know what you are gonna say. I don't know what you are gonna do. Dude, I, you you watch Patrick Beverly walk on this on the court with a camera, and that still ain't the biggest. Yeah, story. That, that, you know yeah, like that, that's crazy, right? So I don't even I don't know how he's gonna reinvent himself to top them. Like like is he gonna come to the court with a different team's jersey on? I don't know. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what he's gonna do to do it. Like is he gonna like sit on the like Lakers like logo or like yeah. stomp on it like he did Boston? Right. I don't know. But it, you got to try really hard. So, yeah, it, it's yep. just the it's it's a fun little scenario to think about for three mm-hmm. seconds. Like, oh, Kyrie sure. on the Bulls, but it's just not. I mean, like, not, like I said, it's, it's something I would do on two K for like a day, and I might get tired of it. But that's, dude, it's like yeah. it's like Robin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And not, no other team could handle that. 
Yeah. Except Michael Jordan. Except Michael Bull, Jordan. That thing's bigger. The man was on that. the man was on WCW Nitro. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody was like, oh Dennis. With Hulk Hogan. Yeah, with the Vegas for like yeah. three days. You know, like in the middle of the playoffs. The playoffs. And Mike is just kind of like, you know what? That's cool. It's cool. He just gotta decompress. We we talked, he'll be here. Right, when Mike showed up to get him, and he was like, "All right, Dennis, that's enough." Dennis came on, and, and got and got fifteen rebounds the next game. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. Can you imagine? That's so hilarious to think about. Not to divert into the Dennis talk, but like, it's funny to think about. Like, he goes he goes to the coach uh, Jackson. He's like, "Listen, man, I've been playing hard for you this time, and I, I just need a break." Like, yeah, you're supposed to be playing hard, dude. You, like, you need a break. I'm I'm trying but to picture how wild it's feel to be like, yeah. I'm trying to yeah, picture who would have but those thoughts with Kyrie. What other coach would have said, yeah, right? Like, you know, right, yeah, right. Like, yeah, like, who, yeah, like, like, they who would have those? Like, who would go to Kyrie's place in Chicago? Like, knock on his door, and be like, "Yo, Kyrie, man, we need you back." And Kyrie's just like, right. I'm not playing, bro. <laughs> Right, gonna, you know, like who, who's gonna do that? Is like Caruso gonna do that? Is Dalen Terry gonna be the guy to have that talk with him? Like, just imagining oh, Dalen Terry in his rookie season going to Kyrie's <laughs> place and be like, "Yo, Kyrie, we need you, man." He's just right. like, "I, ain't I don't playing. think even LeBron can control Kyrie. Kyrie is Kyrie is uncontrollable. He's yeah. his own dude. Even if LeBron went in and tried to influence him, he'd be like, "Man, nah, I ain't listening to nobody." Yeah, and that's the problem, right? Yeah, I mean. Agreed. Agreed. I, like when you're talking about, I have like, look, you're your own man. You do your own thing. I'm not going to disrespect you as like an individual. But when you're talking about a team, and when the team success comes in play, and I'm just talking strictly about basketball perspectives, like you can't have someone like that on the team that that's not going to compromise for the team. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah, it's it's a different like when when Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers, they said that he had to go to LeBron's house and they talked about all these things. So I'm just like, all right, if you Kyrie and you get traded there, like, man, you, you're you going to LeBron's mansion. It's going to be the – Jeannie Buss going to be there. Anthony Davis going to be there. Drake going to be there. Like, it, you, you're you surrounded by things that are bigger than you and you just cannot mess that up. So I, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't see – either he's in Brooklyn or he's in, in L.A. If something else happens, I'll be – Incredibly surprised, and I will be yeah. dying to know how that. Has maybe a dumb question here? Why you talking about the, the Nets? Is Kevin Durant staying in the Nets forever? Is he retiring as a Net? I think he's going to get traded. I, I, he wants season. out. I'm sure. Like it just comes down to if the, if the teams meet the demand. Yeah, he wanted out before the day. season started. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like he wanted out because well, KD saw this coming. KD saw yeah. this coming. Like I can't rely on on Kyrie. I need to get out of here. Like yeah. he saw this coming. And 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 maybe and maybe Katie fell into a low of like nativity thinking everything was good, or maybe he's still there. He maybe he's not even surprised by Kyrie right now. Right. Um, but like, yeah, Katie in the offseason saw this coming, and that's why James Harden lost because he knew yeah. Harden knew too. Yeah, yeah the, he knew the, the thirty James for thirty knew. on the like, scene is gonna be crazy. <laughs> Man, the thirty, right, bro. The 30 yeah. on the greatest team to never do the greatest team that never thing. was, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the one, the 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 three point shot on the line in that Ooh. in that series. That's crazy, so man. Ooh. KD KD almost had a ring if his mm. foot was not 
so long. Mm. Like, that's <laughs> Toe, baby. KD toe. almost wheeled this team by himself. All this yep. disaster, all of his talent, just yeah, it, it's an interesting story. So I'm if, yeah. if Kyrie does get traded, I'm interested to see the the news dump of insider information that comes out afterwards from both sides because you know it's right. going to be an avalanche of stuff. Got that right. You told no lies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens here. So, let's wrap up here a little bit here. So, eight million dollars a year. Oh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at Seth, Seth Curry's um, contract. Eight million dollars. That's all he's making. Yeah. Mm. I, it's, it's an easier contract. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> then that's ball. Then that's start shipping stuff out. Yeah. You definitely need to inquire. But you might not even have to give up AC to get him. Uh, you probably do some other stuff. Uh, like, you know, Throwing like BJJ and like another, like another like six, another three million dollar contract or whatever, and then giving like the Portland's pick or something. Like that. I don't know. Anyways, let's let, let's wrap up here. Uh, so, what are your final thoughts as far as what you think the Bulls will be like? What what's your prediction uh, officially? Uh, Dave, I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, officially, I, I and it's funny because I don't feel a hundred percent either way on these. But there's two things. One, they're either going to get some shooting for this team at the at the trade deadline you're talking about, right? Right, right. That's okay, they, they're that. either going to get some shooting for this team or they're going to stay in pat. And I don't feel 100% on either way. But I feel like those are the only two things that they will do is, is get one of those things. I find it funny that they said, or Sham said, they're interested in getting some guard help. And I'm like, they got four point guards. (laughs) But but like they said, you know, if you have, you know, uh, three quarterbacks, then you really don't have one. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like that. Um, But yeah, that's, that's how I feel. They either get some shooting or, or they're going to stand pat and, and ride this joint to the play in, man. See that we go. Yeah. Uh, please get Seth Curry. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so my thing for the whole show. Oh, also, I want Cardi Stout to get some. Carly, what was name? Carly Jones. He was called up. Carly. 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 Yeah. yeah. That, 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 I mean, who, who, who is he playing over? Who's he another, playing over? He's another, like, I think he might be. He might be like five eleven, like six foot. Like, I mean, who's he playing over? Come I don't know, over. but like, but like, I would like. I know, we, I'm, I know we closed the show, but like, I remember that game in Indiana. I was like, you know, the Bulls are going to lose this game. Let's just put in Colleague Stein and these young dudes and run for five minutes. And he didn't do it. I'm like, he could score a little bit. Like, anyway, I want to see him get more tick. But yeah, basically, my whole thing about what's going to happen is like nothing really is going to happen. Because mm. um, <laughs> even like Derrick Jones Jr., who has an option, no one really wants a guy like him. He can't do anything but, you know, be athletic. Even yeah, but uh, and, and the other thing with DJJ is he has that because of the uh, CBA, not because the Bulls gave him this option. Oh yeah, yeah. because of the CBA, he can that. veto a trade. I forgot about um, that because yeah. he's yeah. on a one year because of the bird rights. Um, one year bird rights. Someone else can, can do that too, right? Isn't there's another player on the team that can do that? Is it? I don't know. Is it Tony? Well, I'm looking at now. Drummer has a play option. He has a player option. German has a player option, but like I don't think anyone else can. Maybe yeah. you're right. I don't think so. And like, because like right on the edges, like you know, you can't get anything for like even players that aren't that good. Like you know, David Joe Jr. I love him. You know, get me wrong, but him or like um, even Javante Green, like 
the one kind of wants them guys, really, right? <laughs> so, like, I don't think they're going to do anything. Um, I hope somehow to bring in shooting. I, I can't imagine, like, they can't get rid of, like, like, you got, I guess you have to fill seats in your roster, but, like, someone like Tony Bradley, like, somebody has to want a, a seven-foot guy to just be okay on your team. I mean, like, so something like that may happen. Just like one of those guys may go, um, but anything big, I don't, I don't see it at all. I just don't. Yeah, Ed, how yeah. about you? What are, what are your final predictions on the trade deadline? Um, yeah, and you're right. Um, Derrick Jones Jr. is the only player on the Bulls that can uh, do that. the The list of players each season who can do it is always interesting. Like right now, it's yeah. like Udonis Haslam and like Theo Pinson and Rodney McGrew. Like it's really random yeah. players, so it's always very interesting to see who has yeah. that ability. Um, but CBA is wild, man. It, yeah. it's, it's always the CBA that does it. It's just wild. Yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a yeah, it's just it's like, like a novel, it, confusion. Yeah, just like being right, Ryan Archie Diakono, just like chilling, being like, yeah, I can. <laughs> turn down a trade like i yeah. got the power man like <laughs> it's just Crazy. gotta be an amazing feeling for that one year like, the, 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 C, the cba is he-man's yeah. door man like i got the power yeah exactly like yeah the, the knicks coming to you like man we got this big trade we getting lebron and you saying no y'all are not getting lebron <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't getting Seth Curry. <laughs> y'all are getting nobody because I say no. Nobody. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, oh my god. I think I'm. I think I'm kind of aligned with uh, Big Dave on this. I I think it will be a smaller deal um, for a shooter. Um, it, it will be interesting if nothing happens because I think this fan base is absolutely going to lose their minds like no other. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. after nothing happened last season. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's going to be entertaining. Um, I, I do think a, uh, I don't know what the likelihood of it is happening, but something involving Vooch seems very interesting in terms of just what could be happening behind the scenes. Again, we don't, we, we may not be privy to what those contract negotiations look like, but, Maybe there is a scenario where he is moved because they know they cannot re-sign him. And maybe it's a trade, like one of those trades we were talking about, like, okay, they found a deal where they can get better, but, well, not get better, but where they don't get worse, but like they're still on a path to continue to be competitive this season and beyond. So maybe there's a deal like that, but I don't know. But I think those would be my predictions for what I think could happen. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll go with my prediction. I expect nothing to happen with the Bulls at the trade deadline. Like I said, like I said, I think unless they do something stupid like trading young players to to dig the the, the hole, hole even deeper for themselves, mm. um, I, I like they don't have the assets to really upgrade this roster. Not really. Uh, so I think they're going to stand pat, um, and because they're limited by. Uh, Uncle Jerry saying, nope, you can't cross this line. Mm. So, again, limits what they can do. Um, I'm more interested in what the Blazers do because mm. this team needs to make the playoffs. Now, they're, they're I think, what, the ninth seed right now yeah. in the West? Um, yeah. if, can they come and to the Bulls and say, listen, we're going to remove protections here. So that way you can assure you get this pick this season 
no matter or this season, no matter what, because we need to trade this pick in the future seasons so we can upgrade this roster. That's what I'm and I'm really hoping that happens because this draft, like if you look at this talk about to any draft people, from like twelve to twenty in this draft, you could find a really, really, really good prospect. And that would be like such a nice consolation prize for the disaster season. Like, I mean, again, I'm being, being hyperbolic here, but the same disaster. But um, just a most frust- one of the more frustrating seasons that we've had as Bulls fans um, when we're considering that we're supposed to be winning. Um, having that consolation prize where you can pick a, a nice young prospect out of when we thought we we're not going to get anything. Would be pretty nice, and especially if they miss the playoffs, still, that ends up being a late lottery pick. That could still be it could still be nice to be able to draft a good young player. Yeah. So that's what I'm interested in. What the Blazers do, that's what I'm really interested. But like, I'm I'm pretty convinced the Bulls are not going to do anything just because, like I said, they don't have the uh, the options to do much. But that, the Blazers now, that's where I'm interested. In. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping. That that's what transpires. That they come to the Bulls and ask them to let's like okay, let's give you instead of being lottery protected, let's make this a top ten protected. Or like yeah, that. they're about two games out of the fifth seat. Like like it's it's so right. bunched up in the West. Right, it's crazy, man. But yeah, okay, I'm with you, Celine. Let's get yeah. this pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a right. we got a yeah. nice variety so, of predictions. I like this one. So this, this right is on, right. Right so on. that's that's what I'm interested in. Seeing. But yeah, that's uh that's pretty much a wrap. So Dave and uh, Chris, let us know what y'all been working on. Uh, what's going on with Ball? Obviously, the CSGO. Um, you know, if, if you need if you need any guests on, on Bob, me, Dave, Ed, and I are a built. Yeah, yes, sir. sir. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, man. Uh, once again, thank y'all for having having uh, us on here for sure. Salim, I'm, I'm sorry Jimmy Butler didn't make an All Star team. I know that. that uh, hurt they're robbing my guy, man. They're robbing him, man. They're robbing it. Eh, I don't know. Bad robbing. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Butler still one of the best players in this league, man. That's cool. Like Jimmy he, Butler. He's not a hater. They hate no, no, he's. Hate. I'm just saying he's still the worst All Star player I've ever seen. But nah, he's a great nah, oh my god. That's a fact. That's 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 the boy's terrible. The boy's terrible. I did. I did the stats, Lee. Trust that's me, I did the stats on it. He sucks. Lie. He sucks at the All Star game. Your boy's terrible at All Star. He doesn't want to be there. But he's like D Rose though. Like that D Rose doesn't want to do anything at the All Star game either. Yeah, but remember, to... Jimmy was faking injuries <laughs> just not to play in an All Star game, bro. Your boy, yeah, he is, he's not a fan. That's all I'm saying. He's a great, awesome player. Yeah, but he's just not a fan of All Star game, man. That's wow. all. But he still might get a shot because there are injuries. That yeah. occur, you know, he still might get a shot and still might not, and then he won't show up because <laughs> oh my lord. But um, yeah, man, doing our thing, bro. Um CHGO for sure. Uh catch me that daily all the time. Uh Matt, uh Will, my Mark K on occasion, and uh I got Joey on production. Uh we got a draft uh show coming up uh for that. For for the draft day deadline on Thursday, so that that should be cool. Um, trade deadline yeah, or draft? Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Uh, trade deadline show coming up, uh, so y'all can tune in uh, for that one. 
and that should be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, just the usual Bulls day. We got a game, then we're, we're going to be on, you know, pre and post doing our thing, talking Bulls and, and doing the uh, podcast uh, in the off on the off days as well. So it's still fun, still cool to do. Uh, would like some more wins for the Bulls to talk about because it's not fun talking about losses <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So, so yeah, man. But yeah, check check us out there for sure. Beautiful trip to Paris. I'm glad you got yeah. to experience that. Yeah, yeah man. Awesome. I was, I was yeah. very happy for you, man. I was very happy. Thank you, to man. Being able to. How was that experience? Like, I, mean, that, I know it had to be great. It was. It was insane, brother. Like, it really was. It was crazy. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to keep because I know we got to go, but. <laughs> I would say it was it was incredible. Like it was really truly incredible. I even picked up some vinyl while I was out there, Ed. Oh real cool. man. Um what I pick up? Uh uh Return of the Boom Bap and mm-hmm. uh it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Oh, you got I the picked good up stuff. those two. You got the good vinyl. stuff. How was the store? Yeah, hey, a nice nice looking store, a lot of stuff. Oh man. The, the store they knew and they knew they shit. Like as soon as they saw what I got, they wanted to talk. <laughs> they <wanted> to <laughs> And it was oh. two old guys, you know what I mean? Just two older guys. And we just sat there and talked about it. And they asked where I'm from. And I told him Chicago. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, you like Common Sense? And I was like, well, first of all, thank you for saying Common Sense. Yes, yes. Absolutely. That's how you know. That's how you know. Like, if you go to a store and dude's like, yo, you like Tongue Twister? Like, Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do. <laughs> exactly, man. You know what I mean? Like, I even judge when guys say Snoop Doggy Dog. You know what I yeah, mean? I'm like, I'm okay, like oh, yeah, right. you know. Yeah, you know. You know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was an amazing trip, man. I hope we get to get to do something like that again. Oh, man. That's awesome, amazing. awesome. C-Dub, any, any thoughts, final thoughts? Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, you know, of course, uh, Ball, um, Bulls. Um, found me at Ball Sports 1 on Twitter. Um, also, um, you know, we still sell hoodies, man, and we just put out the Black Christmas Month hoodie to our store. Oh, I need to buy that. That oh, was the one that I, I was mad that I can I can yeah. it's, it's limited, like a like a month. We're limited, so ballsports.com slash store. There's a b a b a l. I'm sorry, b a w l s p o r t s dot com slash sports. I'm sorry, slash store. Ballsports.com slash store. You know, we got a black hoodie, the white hoodie, and a, and a, and a limited time, a black, black history month hoodie. Um, yeah, man. Um, just doing our thing. And um, keep tweeting with the Bulls. They're angry about the Bulls. <laughs> I do get uh, angry about the Bulls a lot. But yeah. I, I make it tight. We all do. That's, you know, that's... <laughs> That's supposed to be a Bulls fan. That's supposed to be a, yeah, that's true. That's, 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 a, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Yes, man. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Big Dave and C Dub for uh, joining us again for the show, man. We, like I said, these are always like my favorite shows out of the season. And, you know, I look forward to seeing what this team is going to do uh, before trade deadline. And, you know, this team, I mean, they are who they are. So it is what it is. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping that some of these signs that we have been seeing like game by game start to show up more consistently in bunches. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And like I said, we'll see how this uh, how kind this trade deadline is is to us and hopefully Bulls fans are not uh stressed the hell out 
after the they after this shit goes. <laughs> oh my god. Because ain't, <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing like looking at that timeline and seeing a bunch of Bulls fans with their pitchforks out in unison. Oh my lord. So we can win like five games in a row and be like, oh my god, the Bulls Yo, are good I, again. I, I will never so, forget the trade deadline when uh when the campaign the campaign trade happened because like right before that trade came through, everyone was like, yo, the team never does anything. Nothing ever happens. The Bulls made that trade. It was like, why would they do that? <laughs> so it's just like, yo, is it Uchi yeah. Wally Wally or is it one mic? I don't know. Like, you, but... know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she owe you for eight I may just be, I may just cope and be like, at least they didn't trade away picks and, and mm. young players. Yeah. Like, I'll be annoyed. I, I'm, I won't even be annoyed. I'll say this. Like, I'm, what I, I, I'm, I expect them to do nothing, even though there's, thing, like, I've already said what I want them to do. Mm. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my energy about being mad about them not doing anything. I'm like I hearing just, that sleep. Because I just know it. I like, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with them not doing anything, but it just I don't want to waste my energy, like, you know, being upset about it. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I'm just gonna turn the TV off. I'm gonna, I'm, or maybe flip over to something else. Try to just enjoy my my stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Anyways, you know, again, we always appreciate Big Dave and C Dub joining us. Um, that's a wrap for today's episode uh if you missed any episodes in the past you can find us under the barber network on all major and minor podcast platforms again thank you to big dave and cd for joining us today and thank you again to the listeners for tuning in as always for edward sure and myself till next time both fans peace